Hey, hey folks, welcome back to the Stream Catchers. We got episode three on deck with your boy AB and I never said pilot. I'm Jack. What's going on, guys? <laughs> welcome back, folks. Uh, episode three, reviewing episode three of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, a lot going on, a lot of new stuff. <laughs> lots of stuff, lots of uh, plot unfolding, some familiar faces come back, we'll hop into that. But uh, similar to last week, folks, if you haven't watched the episode, don't listen to this one because we are going to have heavy Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to dive right in. <laughs> no no, no <laughs> toes, we were head first. <laughs> yeah. What did you think? So, uh, <laughs> ups and downs. Um, you know, it's it was... This I feel like this episode was a little harder to follow just because there was so much uh, espionage and uh, a little more side characters, uh, you know. Um, but as a whole, it was it was very rewarding to watch a second time and really get a grip on some of these side characters, even though you know uh, some of them end up dying anyway. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> with I Selby and uh, the the scientists. Uh, Nagel, Dr. Nagel. Dr. Nagel, yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. It was really good. It, it felt a lot different from the first two uh, in in a good way. Yeah, I, I agree with you, too. I think some of the some of the plot was a little bit tough to follow, especially, you know, I think some of the Carly stuff, I kind of had trouble, like, what is she doing? What is she, what is she, towards the end of the episode, like, what what is this? I had to watch it a couple times, like you said, to really kind of get a hold of it, but um i i like the episode for sure um i like kind of we're seeing things start to unfold a bit uh, we're getting a little bit more on the power broker who we'll get into in a little bit mm -hmm. uh, and yeah man I, I i enjoyed it and i agree it definitely felt different from the first couple episodes it felt like it could have been almost its own feature film you know in in whatever 45 50 minutes there was a lot of content in here mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely um, opened up with, uh, with John Walker and we didn't get a whole lot more of him, uh, the rest of the episode, which you know, is what it is, but, uh, yeah, different side of him. He's starting, we're starting to see a little bit more of his true colors. Some chinks in the armor. Yeah. He, he certainly didn't like getting spit in his face, did he? I thought he was going to react a little bit bigger than he did. I thought there was going to be some fist thrown. I thought he, yeah, I thought, I thought that he would snap a little bit and I mean, you, you could tell he was peeved. Um, oh man. Yeah. He he seems to really like throwing around the name Captain America. He didn't really say that, but it was. Implied. Do you know who I am? Yeah, yeah. It's it's very contrasting to Steve, right? Where Steve, Steve was, never would have done that. Never would have done that. It, no, he, he probably wouldn't have even shown that he was pissed off. No, no, and and so of course the guy that they're interrogating, you could tell he didn't respect him as Captain America at all. Whereas you feel like if it would have been Steve, he probably would have got the answers he wanted. Well, yeah, he would have been much more scared of the real cap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we only saw uh, Battlestar and uh, and John Walker one other time in the episode, but um, I, I was kind of hoping we'd get a little bit more of them. But we got so much that it, it definitely makes sense that we didn't get. It anything. was hard to be disappointed with you know with what we did get, <laughs> uh, yeah. but I agree. Uh, it, it felt like I, I missed a, a lot of him in this episode. Yeah, and we talked about it last week, and there's still plenty of, of show left, but I, I'm starting to wonder if we're going to get a little bit more from Battlestar, backstory or character development, or if he really just is another piece just to kind of have in the show. With only three episodes left and, and how little they've set up with him, I'm almost thinking that maybe they're going to dive into his character in future stuff and not, mm -hmm. to, not really necessarily uh, this show. Yeah, yeah. 
before we hop off of, of them, unless you have other things you want to talk about, do, I, do you see, I think last week there was some thoughts of maybe Battlestar ends up with Super Soldier Serum. I'm starting to think that uh, John Walker is going to get the serum. Okay, just because of the way that he's a little bit more unhinged than we thought initially. <laughs> yeah, and I think that there's a it seems like he again, he's throwing around his power so to speak as cap. Um mm-hmm. and and that interaction itself where this guy, this villain isn't really respecting him as cap, maybe his thought process becomes, well, if I'm going to be Captain America, I've got to have the serum as well. That's what made Steve so threatening. Yeah maybe he feels that to complete the package, so to speak, that he has to end up taking it. Mm-hmm. Which is a backwards way of thinking of oh, it, yeah. you know. Uh, it's a villainous way to think. Right, exactly, exactly, which is exciting for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to jump the gun, but I feel like I have to just because, you know, uh, John Walker was in two scenes, one in the beginning and one at the end. And, and, and in the, in the beginning we've covered, you know, that he was, you know, he almost beat this guy, you know, beat information out of this guy. And when he walked out, he, you know, wipes the spit off his face and he's pacing back and forth, pissed off. And then the end scene, you know, they're following any lead that they, they can. And that lead ends up being, again, following Sam and Bucky because that's their best bet. And they're going to do it off the books. So it's going to be interesting seeing how John Walker is uh, without being backed by the military. Or is he... I, 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 so we also got a, a, a commercial, so to speak, of the GRC, the Global right. Recreation Council. And he's part of that, right? Like that's. Yes. That's, oh, yeah. The, his, the first scene where he was getting out of that van uh, with those troops, that was a GRC van. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought they did a really good job of, of introducing the GRC as this, oh, we're going to help. And what did it say? Reset, restore, rebuild. And then the very next scene is a bunch of troops getting out of a van. You know, here's the reality of it. Yeah. And so maybe it's not so off the books. Maybe it's going to be, maybe, maybe they are, so to speak, a, a villainous entity, not villainous, right? But just uh, blurred lines. Much the same way that like Sword was That's in WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe there's something, maybe we can get into this a little bit later, but that maybe there is some ties to our overarching villain. Uh, the, the the power broker. Yes, well, that's the episode title. That was the episode title, the power broker, and he's still faceless. Still faceless. Um, we might as well dive right into it. Um, yeah, sure. What the hell? Power broker. What do we know? We, <laughs> we don't know a whole lot. We know he's watching. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's one of my two notes. One, uh, he's watching, and two, he's really into super soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and so I think he, so he's obviously the one that texted Carly. Um, yes. At the episode prior. That's very clear now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because they stole the serum from him. Right. Um, and so he, what, one of the things that I thought was interesting was they mentioned that uh, there were 20, uh, I guess, vials or, or whatever of the serum. And right. Only seven or eight of those uh, flag smashers took it. Right. So there's still some serum um, that's out there that the power broker wants to get his hands on. What exactly. Do you think? What do you, so do you, and that kind of ties back into what I was thinking about John Walker. What if the power broker is behind the GRC and somehow ends up getting him the serum? 
Mm. So you think you think maybe an alliance between the power broker and and John Walker? I think so. I think that's very possible. I think that uh, I want Isaiah to tie in more, and I am trying to force it, but I, I know it's not going to happen. But yeah. I would really like to see Isaiah in action against uh, the distribution of Super Soldier Serum. I agree. I I feel like we're not going to get that. I feel like it's, it's going to ultimately be um uh falcon, falcon and winter soldier exactly <laughs> yeah it has to be um but um i think that there is something to the power broker also being tied to the grc slash um uh, battlestar and john walker okay okay we'll see though we'll see though yeah um, of course zemo Zemo. Let's talk Zemo. <laughs> I think they did. I well, I did. Yeah, they broke him out, and they did. They made quick work of it too. I mean, they they broke him out. Well, I say they. I mean, uh, Bucky broke him out before the before the title of the show even comes on screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really love the way that they set it up. Bucky's. I got to talk to him alone. You can't. He doesn't want to deal with you. And then, of course, they do the back and forth. You get the, um, the 17 and logging and whatever else the words are. And he's, mm-hmm. he's kind of toying with Bucky. And then Bucky talks about how, let's just hypothetically say that if a fight breaks out, why would a fight break out? It happens. <laughs> it happens all the time. Actually, Who knows? Yeah. And then, of course, Sam <laughs> they orchestrated all this. Yeah. Sam, of course, realizes what happened. And um, we have a reluctant alliance. Yeah, and I love Sam's reaction to uh, to Zemo walking through the door. You know, it's like, what? No, hell no. You're going back to prison. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I, I, I'm a big fan in general when you see uh, um, heroes and villains sort of team up for a comic. Oh, sure. Comic oh, sure. Role. Me too. Yeah. So, and I, and you, you said it perfectly too, where it happened right before the title scene. So it's like, all right, I guess we're going to do this. And then boom. Yeah, they're not, they're not wasting any time, which is good because they've only got six episodes. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, what, what, how did you, uh, how did you like Zemo and what do you, uh, what, what do you, what do you think of the, the pairing? So I, I, I always like a, um, an unlikely alliance between heroes and villains. I think it's really cool. I think that this episode did a really good job of it. I kept waiting for Zemo to backstab him and he kept not doing it. You know, I, I'm wondering if we're going to get that ultimately or, you know, what's going to happen. I'm, I'm very excited to see. Um, I thought that his costume was badass. I loved his coat. Uh, <clears throat> I will say that the first time that I watched the episode, I thought that the mask was a little bit cheesy, but after I watched the second time when he's picking that, picking the mask up out of that car, you know, he's really looking at it and there's kind of a musical sting. And it's like, you know, I really appreciate that they're doing so much uh, backstory without even really even telling you, you know, you know that he's connected to this mask in a way that he's maybe even a little bit uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the look is fantastic. Um, there's an arrogance to him. There's a, a bit of a cockiness. He's, yep. I, I didn't even really know that he was rich. That was a cool, I guess, little retcon that they did. <laughs> got his mm-hmm. jet and, and then sort of like to, to the mask, when you, when you go to the scene at the shipping yard and he's standing on top of the container and he's kind of just holding it and you get that back shot of him and he throws it on and it's like, he's becoming this entirely different person. This entire mm-hmm. being. And then you just, he just, 
it's a different Zemo than what we saw in Civil War, where he was oh, yeah. really just manipulating everyone mentally. Whereas now he's he's getting in the action. He's fighting. He's 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 no joke. He's not to be taken taken lightly. In Civil War, he really felt like he was just a guy. I mean, a genius, but also you know just a guy uh, with with revenge in his heart. And in this in this show, you really get a, a feel for for where he comes from. You know, his wealth, uh, his yeah. arrogance. I, I think it adds a lot to his character. You said retcon, but I don't I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a true retcon. I mean, did they? ever say that he was poor or or you know an everyman or i'm trying to think back to civil war right, i mean so much happened wrong, in that movie retcon's probably the wrong way to to phrase it um but yeah i, I mean i guess maybe just like a cool little addition uh, that mm-hmm. we can yeah because i mean there was no indication in civil war that i recall uh that that would imply that he was rich or had this wealth or this whole background to it, it seemed like he was just this guy that had a family that was killed in an unfortunate accident um, and wanted revenge. Whereas yeah. there's, there's a legit criminal background to him based on what mm-hmm. we'll get to magic. Oh, well, yeah. Cause he's got all these connections and the, this outlaw underworld of uh, what, what did they call it? Uh, Madripoor. Yes. So, you know, he's, he's been around, he's a player. Yes. Yes. So, um, and, and I, a lot like you, I was, I was waiting for the backstab. Um, and I mm-hmm. thought when, when they, when they shoot or when he shoots, uh, Dr. Nagel and he, he goes out on his own, I'm like, Oh, here it is. Here's the backstab. Cause you hear them like, where's Zemo? And it's, it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, here, here it comes. And he's going to let them die. And, and then they're going to have to find him. And, but no, he pulled through with the sweet ride and, and they're still teaming up. So, so do you think the only thing stopping him from fleeing is the super soldiers that are still out there? Do you think he's true in his mission? And then after that, maybe he'll try to split or, or what do you oh, think? Yeah. will yeah, there's no, they're not, I don't, I don't see them redeeming Zemo. Now he's like part of the team, you know, I think. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't think there's a place on the Avengers for him. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it's going to be a case of, um common goal we did it we got it and and he's going to go off and do his own thing and, and maybe even before the i guess the climax of the, of the show as well yeah well i know as soon as he sees uh uh ao you know he's gonna want to run for the door because he's not going to want to face wakandan justice i think he'd rather be in his prison cell <laughs> oh man yeah that'll be a really big uh thing to watch for the next episode is how they handle that because I, I definitely don't feel like we're getting Zemo all the way to the end. I feel like something's going to happen within four or five, episode four or five, and, and, and it's going to be just up to Bucky and Sam uh, from there. Yeah. So. Well, I would agree. I think that the plot, I think that this episode, which I loved, uh, is going to be an outlier. And I think that the majority of the end ending of this show is going to focus more on John Walker, the Flag Smashers, the Power Broker, all that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, you you mentioned you brought it up, Madripoor. Um, did yeah. you do any googling on Madripoor? Um, I didn't. I just watched with a very close eye. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have okay. googled. <laughs> That's all right. I I did my googling. Madripoor is a uh, what they said. It's a, a spot next to Singapore. Um, it's it's made up. It's like Gotham City or Metropolis. Okay. Cool. Um, but it is famously the home for one Wolverine bub 
And he – What? Yes, he spends a lot of time there as Patch. And um, he obviously wasn't in the in – the, there was no, like, background of, oh, I can see the hair. And, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. There's this – there's a bar. I can't remember it. Um, but they do show a logo for the entrance. That's not where they actually went. But that bar is – the, the bar that Wolverine frequents in the comics as well. No kidding. Yeah. So okay. Uh, obviously, he's not going to just pop up in the show. This that was more of a wink and a nod to to us. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know <laughs> what you mean. It's it, it's fun to speculate, but I, I don't think we're going to get uh, anything like that. I think that's just uh, Marvel putting in, you know, a handful of Easter eggs just to to please fans. I don't think we're actually going to get anything out of that. I think it's foundation laying. I think it's similar to Age of Ultron, where they go to Wakanda. There's no mention of of Black Panther or anything to do with with uh, the actual Wakanda. It's just here's this place, by the way, yeah. and it's like oh oh Wakanda, and then before long here comes Black Panther. I think I, we know the X Men are coming. It's definitely not going to be in this show, uh, but I think it was some foundation laying in the in the similar sense. Yeah, I like the way that Marvel sprinkles in details uh, way before they're ready to do anything. That way, when it does happen, you're like, oh, it was this maybe foreshadowing or, you know, it, it, it's cool the way they do stuff like that. Right, definitely. So that, and that was really the only cool thing about Madripoor. I mean, it was really cool looking spot. The bar was, a, I think it was a fun scene. Oh, man, all those scenes in Madripoor were the coolest. <laughs> I love the, the shot he's got to take. <laughs> what the hell was that? He slices open that snake, and I'm like, what the hell is he pulling out of it? He's going to drink that? And even he was like, mmm, mmm. I love the line. <laughs> was so I love these. <laughs> I love these. He, he puts it in his mouth and just gives the silent thumbs up, and the bartender's like, okay. <laughs> just... Yeah, that was a great scene. Um, it was. We get the Selby stuff. Um, and, and Yes, who I recognized. I had, to, I, had, I had to pause the episode, Google who she was. I was so excited to find out that she was in one episode of Lost. She's a super throwaway character, and I was way <laughs> disappointed. I was like, why did I remember her face? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think yeah, I Sel- thought... Selby was a pretty cool character for the five minutes that she gets to be in the show. I think I saw something somewhere, and I could be just pulling this out of my ass, but I think I saw somebody say that that actress played a different character in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, re- I saw that on her IMDb, but I didn't recognize the, the character name, and I didn't do any research into her, but she was only in two episodes, so I can't imagine she was very important. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't... I, it, it felt like they were trying to make that a bigger deal than it was, because there was like this pause to reveal... Who it was, and then it's like I don't recognize this person. And then oh, that's died. true. They did have like a sweeping camera behind somebody's back, or whatever. But eh. yeah, they almost set it up to where it was going to be an important person. And it, it, I mean, I don't see how they could build on it at all. So yeah, that was, I guess a complaint for me. Of I was expecting something, right? That yeah, the way they set it up. Yeah, I'm hoping that we're not going to be disappointed in the power broker in that same way. Uh, they're, because they're kind of building it up a little bit more than they, more than it feels like they should. Yeah. And I would be, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe we've seen the power broker before. How cool would that be? How do you, what do you think about it being Zemo? Being the power broker all along? 
That's spicy. I like it. I don't. I'm trying to wrap my head around it. I don't know how they how would how they would do that, but I'd be pleased. I don't think that um, it would make sense, simply because he hates super soldiers, and the power broker had the serum. Unless it was he wanted to keep the serum to keep people from getting it, that would make sense, I suppose. But there were a few moments where they were about to find out who the power broker was from Nagel, and then Zemo shoots him. Right. And then there's also a line that Zemo says where way towards the end where he says, I, for one, am looking forward to meeting Carly or running into Carly or something like that. That's true. Yeah. And, and I think that the show gives us enough reason to, to know that that's, that his um, intentions are, are true to his character and not necessarily being the power broker because he wants to meet Carly because she has distributed super soldier serum and he is very, very anti super soldiers. Um, I'm trying to think what, what was the other, Oh, the other instance when he shoots uh, Dr. Nagel, he does that when uh, Sharon, who we haven't talked about yet, but when Sharon uh, walks in and says that, you know, their, their, their covers blown there, you know, there's bounty hunters everywhere. We're screwed. And then he just decides to shoot uh, Dr. Nagel. And I think that he does that because, you know, if, if, if they're going to die, if Sam, Bucky, Sharon, and, and Zemo are going to die, then he's going to die too. Cause he doesn't want, cause if he can distribute super soldier serum, serum, if he created the, yeah. the specialized dosage that, uh, that keep, you know, keeps their body shape, it doesn't make them into a, you know, super buff jacked person, you know, uh, he, he doesn't want that knowledge to get out and he doesn't want him to live. So I think that that would be cool. I think that uh, seeing Zemo as the power broker would be a cool revelation, but I, I don't think there's enough to me to tell me that he is. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, I think that there's enough explanation for the, for the, for killing right. Nagel. And it's covering his tracks, like you said, doesn't want that to get out. That definitely makes a ton of sense. Um, it's, if they it's, do it's, go that route, I'm definitely going to have to watch this show over again with a closer eye because I, I love that foreshadowing stuff. So, yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's that line there where he talks about he can't wait to run into Carly. And it makes sense because she's got the serum and he doesn't like super soldiers. So, right. Makes sense. But I don't think that's where they're going to go. It would just be, um, I think maybe, maybe they're doing it on purpose or they're making you think it's going to be him. Just because it's a spicy idea, I, yeah. I do like it. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. But um, anything else on uh, on Zemo or or? Um, I don't think so. That that was the uh, we've covered my notes on Zemo. Okay, you you mentioned it. You want to switch gears and talk about Sharon for a sec? Sharon I, I feel like there's a lot to I, I, there's a lot to talk about with her. I agree. She's a whole not. new Sharon. She is bitter um resentful and you totally understand why um, she's a product it, of being on the run for years and you kind of um you kind of have to sit back and think why didn't they get her part you know but i guess it makes sense because um they were on the run and then of course they get blipped so i guess that does make sense but then they they get unblipped and mm-hmm. w- w- bucky gets pardoned why why is sam not trying to help her out i mean she said it best she helped him get the wings yeah, Bucky has killed so many people, and he was an agent of Hydra, and, and he gets the pardon before Sharon does. That seems that seems wrong to me. 
Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I think that it's interesting. It's, it's definitely made a cool character out of her. Um, I'm wondering if she is going to be in the show anymore. It kind of seems like she's splitting and that's going to be the end of her story. Maybe, maybe in the finale. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. I, I think there was something to that last shot of her where they're leaving the shipping yard and there's a car waiting for her. And mm-hmm. she says, what did she say? Um, she's got like an assistant waiting for her with a car. And she says, we've got problems. She's got, to we've a got couple a, of them. We've got a problem, a couple of them. And uh, I think there's more to her than just like, she just wanted to help out for an episode. I think that there's more to that, especially knowing that she's basically adopted the lifestyle of a criminal. Um, mm-hmm. What if she's the power broker? What if she's the power broker? Mm. <laughs> just like throwing these names out now. Yeah, I mean, oh, you've got to, right? I mean, because who knows? Who knows who the power broker is? Um, I think, so uh, talking more about uh, those problems she's talking about, what, what do you think she means by that? I, if you had to guess. I think it's something that's conflicting with, with what um, Bucky and Sam are trying to do. Okay. It's cause so she so you, you think she's problems. a little shady? That, yeah, they she helped them because they promised a pardon. So she obviously wants to get pardoned. Right. But maybe there's and and she helped them in early in the episode because she knew Zemo and she wanted to to kill him because of what happened. Right. So there were common goals for a bit there, but I think that their overarching goal of of stopping the super soldiers here, maybe that's conflicting with what she's trying to do. She's a, she's a, she's a maybe she's after those remaining twelve doses. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be really interesting. What I had in my notes for her problems, one, Zemo being free. I don't think, I still don't think that sits right with her. And I, I think that she wants him back behind bars. And I'm, I'm wondering if maybe she put in the call to AO. And that's maybe her finding a solution for one of those problems. How does she know AO? How does she have contact with Wakandans? Uh, see, well... <laughs> To answer that, I have to get into a whole other thing in, in my notes, but let's go ahead and do it. Um, I, I, I don't think she was blipped. I, don't, I, don't, I think she's been on the run for longer than everybody. I think she's, because she's so bitter. I mean, she's a completely different person. Mm-hmm. I, I think she's spent the last five years whenever, when you know Sam and Bucky were blipped, I think she was getting really, really into her criminal activity and establishing herself. And I think that that was one of... I think that that her is her remaining problem that she was talking about that she was referring to. She she helped Bucky, Sam, and Zemo, and she was seen helping Bucky, Sam, and Zemo. I mean, she killed a bunch of those bounty hunters, and that's going to be a huge problem for her uh, her reputation in 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 Madripoor. I I agree with your theory that she wasn't blipped. There's a there's a shot in Endgame when they're, uh, it's the very beginning when they're going over who was snapped. And mm-hmm. they show Strange and they've got Peter and they've got a few other, and she's in that shot of the people. Oh, she is? But she was on the run at that point. Yeah, and she's no off had, the grid. No one had tabs mm-hmm. on her. So it's, it's, you know, how would they know for sure? How could you possibly confirm that if you had no tabs on her? All right, head cannon. Uh, they called her family and asked, hey, is Sharon alive? And they said, we haven't seen Sharon in years. You know, she's probably blipped. I don't know. Just a, just a theory. Maybe. Just a she, said that she, hasn't, she said in the episode she hasn't talked to her family. 
Right. Exactly. So her family doesn't truly know. Mm -hmm. So maybe to rationalize why she hasn't contacted her family, her family has decided that she's been blipped. Right. Right. I, 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 I tend to agree. And we've seen small errors like that. I mean, there was in um, uh, homecoming Spider-Man homecoming. They said the battle of New York was eight years prior to that actually taking place, but it chronologically doesn't make sense because yeah. Battle of New York's 2012, Spider-Man's 2017, Infinity War's 2018. So obviously the math doesn't add up there. Um, so, Which I, I, I had done extensive research into years ago, but I don't remember the conclusions that I came to. I'd love to talk about it sometime if I could brush up with, uh, on it and well, maybe we'll talk I, about that in a future episode. But that, that was a fun thing to research. I think Kevin Feige actually just straight up came out and said that that was an error. Did he really? I didn't know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I almost would rather, you know, make solutions for them to make it make sense. <laughs> so some, someday off camera, off a different topic, we could talk about your theories. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm really interested. But <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, she, yeah, she was an absolute, I mean, she took on all those bounty hunters by herself. Yeah. It's, uh, which that, that whole scene, that whole sequence at the shipyard felt very DC to me. I don't know about you, but like seeing Sharon fight with a baton was very reminiscent of like Dick Grayson mm-hmm. and, uh, seeing Zemo on top of the, the shipping container with his mask, you know, by his side, that, that all of that felt very DC, which mm-hmm. I thought was, was kind of strange. I didn't, um, I didn't pick up on that. You didn't get those vibes? No, I I I, uh, I thought it was a brilliant sequence. I, I mean, highlight of the of the show, I think, for me. Um, I, maybe I'll, I'll go back and rewatch and see what you're talking about. But I mean, I, I definitely get what you're talking about. I mean, the batons. That's a, that's definitely Nightwing and yeah, yeah. What do it you, was what cool you, though. It was. What really are cool. you tying Zemo to? Like, so seeing him, seeing that shot of him from the back holding his own mask, really felt reminiscent of the first scene in Dark Knight where the Joker's where you see that opening shot of the Joker holding the clown mask. Um, and I feel, I feel like you get those shots more in the comics of the character from the back holding his own mask, um, which was very, very DC. And, uh, and, and also, you know, masks in general are, are more DC's thing. You know, the MCU isn't really about uh, masked characters. There's only like, I mean, that I can think of, there's really only one one character who has a secret identity and that's Peter. And even, you know, that's uh, Spider-Man and even he's really loose with his identity. I have a thing. So I'm like looking at like who has masks. Um, I mean, it's a few, but yeah. Tony I mean, right. was unmasked from the beginning. Cap never cared about a secret identity. Um, Daredevil. You know, Hulk. Daredevil. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. He's, he's in universe as much as he can be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're, yeah, so are you talking straight up comics or MCU? Cause I mean, yeah. I'm, MCU, I'm, I'm trying to, to mostly talk about the MCU. Okay. That, that yeah. That's a hundred percent fair. And I, 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 I would agree that DC is a bit more protective of secret identities. So yeah. I don't think there's any, anybody in DC that is open about who they are. Right. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I mean, Tony Stark is straight up is Iron Man. Uh, I am Iron Man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we all know who Steve is and, and whatnot. So that okay. That's, um, I do get what you're saying. Maybe that's why I like that shot I mentioned earlier with Zemo's holding the mask. And mm-hmm. that's I, super cool. Now that I think about it, it definitely is. It is Heath Ledger Joker where he's right at the beginning. Isn't it? Doesn't it feel like that a little bit? It's pretty cool. Yeah, that was a good, that's a good pickup on your, on your part there. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, 
what else? So um, rewinding a bit to back to Madripoor. Yeah, let's do it. I've got a few more Madripoor notes myself. Okay. <clears throat> we see um, we see a return of the Winter Soldier ish. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I immediately noticed was in true form to today's culture, everybody has cell phones. And as soon as mm-hmm. he starts whipping ass, people are. Yeah. And so that's this, not going to be good for the future of, uh, of Bucky being Avenger. <laughs> something's going to, I think something's going to come of that. Yeah, that, that wasn't good. There was a lot of prying eyes, a lot of, a lot of cameras on him uh, kicking ass and taking names uh, yeah. in the worst way. <laughs> and taking orders from Zemo. Right. So. And that's probably how that's probably how John Walker found out that uh, that Sam and Bucky springed him, sprung him. Well, no, had they springed him. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Because they were at the station and they had footage of them at the um, at the right. But even they did that covertly, didn't they? Hmm? They did no, so because they covered their tracks uh, when they broke him out. You know, if they made it like obviously they're going to watch that footage and, and figure out that Zemo had an escape plan, but I don't think they're going to tie it to Bucky officially. He was just there. I don't know. Right, I mean, right, it's right. the episode itself. They were talking to the police officer looking at security footage of them just at the facility, and then they yeah. deduce that. Oh, they happen to be here the same day that Zemo's broken out. They had to have done it. Why? Because they're as desperate as we are. That was yeah. sort of the show, but may, I mean, maybe. And that footage of 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 uh, the Winter Soldier fighting for Zemo in Madripoor is going to be the last nail in his coffin. You right. think? Yeah, yeah, I think that at some point, yeah, that will come up, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, hey, what do you got here?" So I yeah, I that think, was. Go ahead. No, it's just that there's going to be repercussions. I, I think that there was a reason they showed them filming everything. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I don't, I don't think that wasn't for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I think that, yeah, in a world where everybody's got, you know, YouTube in their pocket, you know, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be viral, viral very quickly. And I'm almost a little surprised that it wasn't in that episode. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But it's, I think it's coming. I think it, I, I could even see it coming next episode because there's got to be Same. a point where he deals with that and then gets mm-hmm. back into the good graces somehow. So, yeah, I think they're going to depend on Zemo for, you know, shelter and, you know, how do we get out of, you know, being on the run and all that. And it's going to be interesting. Um, I love the scene of, of Bucky kicking ass in, in Mad Report. I think it was super cool. The, the musical sting of the, uh, the winter soldier music that, that faint whining humming like yes. oh man i love it so much i love every time it comes back it makes me want to watch uh cap and the winter soldier so bad same and and i noticed they actually did a bit of a mix of his theme with zemo's theme as well just kind of like overlaid it go back and rewind okay. it a bit and yeah it's, it's definitely remixed a bit i'll have to check that out because I, I i can't I can't think of what Zemo's is specifically. I'll have to check that out again. Yeah. I'm sure they played it with, with his scene where he's holding his mask, right? I'm pretty sure. I can't, I can't say for sure, but I would okay. imagine they did. I'll check it out. I'll just Google or YouTube uh, Zemo's theme and, and get more familiar with it and then watch that scene again because that, that scene was pure magic. It was. It really was. And then, of course, you get Sam like, hey, you, you good? Just check in. You good, dude? Hey, yeah, he has to that? check in with him all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I, I really do like what they're doing with Bucky's character and 
how it's it, even this episode they didn't do it a whole lot but there's still just that underlying bit of you're still dealing with this trauma you're still trying to come over this i mean they had that part with the book where zemo had it yeah zemo loves to poke him doesn't he man, shoot does. I, lo- and I love he, the interaction uh, of uh, did you listen to trouble man he's like well, I, I like 40s music <laughs> so yeah what do you expect <laughs> i'm a hundred <laughs> which which also you got to see in with, with the uh the madripoor like rave scene bucky was walking around this crowd of people you know dancing getting getting really into the music and he's just like okay it's it's a real reminder that he's a hundred years old <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's those little subtle things right where it's just like oh yes that just makes perfect sense this is awesome yeah and you get that funny dorky Zemo dance, which I super want a gif of. That's so funny. That's I've seen me few, in any any dance ever. <laughs> I've seen a few already. Yeah, that's that. And it was just like a split second, but it was just like, uh-huh. ah, all right. It's <laughs> so funny. I love it. Uh, what else did you have on Magic for? You said you had a few notes on it. Um, that was it. It was mostly that fight scene with Bucky. Uh, that was probably my favorite scene in the in the episode. Was him fighting the guys at the bar absolutely yeah yeah um what oh we didn't really talk about uh carly yet yeah so it was it wasn't really her episode to shine but she did have some some deep character development in the in the middle and definitely towards the end Mm. um lost her mom I guess, or a mother figure. I don't think it's actually her mom, but uh, that's, I looked up who that was uh, that died in the hospital bed Yeah. at the GRC place in, was it Latvia? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, her mom. She was really upset about that. And then uh, at the end, when they're stealing more vaccine from the GRC, she decides to torch the place, blows it up, kills all the people that they had, uh, you know, tied up in there. Yeah, so she's really leaning into a villain, whereas I think mm-hmm. last week my speculation was that she wasn't going to end up being one. She was going to be more. But a villain with, with true motivation, like you understand why she is this way. Similar to maybe Ghost and Ant-Man and the Wasp, where... Yes, yeah. Yeah, exa- yeah. You, you're definitely doing the wrong thing here, but it's, your life is at stake. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, it's, it's, it's not the same as... Uh, you know, the power broker or whatever, whatever his main goal is, it's true motivation, uh, a true, um, I guess, sympathy villain, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Marvel does a really good job at, at making villains have not evil intentions. Uh, they just go about their, you know, their stuff the wrong way um even with zemo like zemo just doesn't want super soldiers that's not necessarily a bad thing right he just you know framed bucky for murder and blew up the un like those are bad things you know but his intentions aren't evil you know yeah i think there's some i I definitely agree some of them yes some of them man whatever but uh zemo is a really good example of someone that he lost his family because of the avengers right you get it right you understand Mm -hmm. Same with Carly, where we see her lose this important person. Uh, why? Because of the blip and and what happened, what the GRC's doing. And so, um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe them team up with Bucky and Sam if the power broker is tied to the GRC. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess I hadn't really put the pieces together why she was so mad at the GRC. Her mom died in a GRC facility while at a different GRC facility, they were sitting on all of this vaccine. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So what is, what's the deal with that, you think? Yeah, I don't know, because she even said the line of, of, you've got all this sitting here. Why aren't you using yeah. it? I'm paraphrasing, but like, but yeah, so it's, what was your question? What, what do you think the deal is with her blowing it up or? No, what's the, what's the deal with the GRC not dispensing the vaccine properly? Why, why would her mom be at a GRC facility and die while they have vaccine that could have saved her? I mean, that's, that's kind of their function, right? Is to, right. to, what was it? Rebuild, reset, rebuild, restore or something like that. Like what, like that, what's, yeah. what gives, why aren't they, why aren't they doing that? I'm not asking you. I'm just kind of asking <laughs> in right. general, like what's the deal, you know? Yeah, I'm sitting here trying to think like, oh, God, I don't know how to answer this question. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, her, her, her hate her is, is justified. Like, it's, it's screwed up that, that they weren't helping her. Yeah, and so I, I hope that they actually do explore that, though, because yeah. I think, I, think I just became a flag smasher is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you got the hand and the, and the globe in the background. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get a tattoo. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, like you said, not a lot, not a whole lot of her in the episode, but um, just enough to really add more depth to the character. Which is, she might maybe had five to seven minutes of screen time, and yeah, I'm far more interested in what's going to happen with her than I was a week ago. Yeah, watching this episode twice was. I, I probably would have done it even if we hadn't you know, plan to do this podcast just because there was so much, Yeah, there was so much, you know, in, in each scene that I'm almost, you know, I'm still unpacking one scene by the time the next scene starts. And I, it was nice to, to pause, take some notes and then get into the next thing. There's just a lot of moving pieces, right? Because you've got John mm-hmm. Walker and Battlestar and we have no idea if they're truly good, truly bad. You've got the GRC sort of in the background. Um, what, what's going on with that? Are they truly well-intentioned? Are they not? You've got the flag smashers. You've got this power broker who's way in the background where we're just little by little getting more on him. You add in the wild card Zemo and, and then, and then of course, Sam and Bucky and, and what they're trying to accomplish. Now you add in Ayo and Sharon. I mean, there's just so much going on yes. uh, in the show right now. And it's layer by layer, just getting a little bit more interesting each episode. I hope that everything, I mean, I, I trust them to wrap it up with a bow, but I feel like with this many plot threads, something is going to be left unfinished for either a different series to, you know, for us to see in a different series or a different movie. And I'm, I'm, if, if I had to guess, I would think Sharon Carter's plot line is going to come into play in a different show. I don't think that her plot line is going to wrap up in this show. Um, just a guess, but I just feel like there's so many obvious things you have to wrap up. You have to finish off, uh, you know, you have to either finish off or make a big cliffhanger out of John Walker yeah. or Zemo, you know, um, there, there's just so many pieces that I, I don't think we can see everything resolved in these last three episodes. No, I, no. I feel like we're, I feel like we're barely getting to the middle of the show and we're halfway through it. Right. Well, I think that they, they said the entire time that the, um, the point of the show is to set up future Marvel shows and movies. So cool. similar, to, similar to WandaVision, where it was really, it's going to lead into Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. I don't know what this directly is going to lead into. Nothing pops out that's like, that's obvious. 
Um, I mean, maybe watch a Sharon Carter show. I would, I would too. I could see her, I could see her popping up in, um, secret invasions. Ooh, is that going to be a show? Yes. Yeah. We talked about it a few weeks ago before we started the podcast. Okay. Um, I have the memory of a goldfish, so I apologize. (laughs) It's it's the one with Nick Fury and, uh, and Talos. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear, can you hear my dog barking? He's (laughs) the girls next door doing an Easter egg. I can't. Oh, can you hear him through the mic? Okay, cool. No, no. I was also talking, so I don't, maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> he wants could, to go out and play so bad. <laughs> it's a nice day. Huh? Oh, yeah. I could, I could see her building into that somehow. There was a, there was a, uh, uh, somebody showed an Easter egg of the phone she was using was the same phone that Nick Fury had in Winter Soldier when he showed Cap that the walls have ears. He's in his apartment. Hmm. Interesting. Joining the messages, yeah. So this is it's the exact same phone. So I wonder. Interesting. If she is tied to him at all. That'd be cool. I'd be down. Yeah, but I, I agree. I don't think her story gets resolved. I think we might see a bit more of it. I don't think that's the last we see of her. But I think that it's going to lead into something much. You know, better. let me. And I guess this is kind of spoiling it for myself. But I'm going to look up on IMDb how many episodes of the show she's going to be in. Oh, that's, yeah. Because I did that with Isaiah, and I'm glad that I did, because I I, ha- I had my hopes up that he would be a, a major player in this show, and, and knowing that he's not kind of makes me adjust my expectations a little bit in a good way. That's important, because, you know, going back to maybe WandaVision, where I I wasn't straight up expecting to see Doctor Strange, but I was hoping for it, and if I had known for sure he wasn't going to be in there... It would have been it would have been fine, but there was still that like mm-hmm. little moment of just show him say hi. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Wanda? You know what's going on, homie? How you, how you been, <laughs> man? Good <laughs> day, doctor. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I get it. I I, I am sad that we're not going to see more Isaiah though, because I really want to see more Isaiah. Well, according to IMDb, Sharon is in four episodes, which already. Yeah, that could be right. So she's in the last three. Okay, wow, cool. Okay, well there you go. So there well, there goes. Go. Yeah, there goes that. I guess you know, I, I guess they are probably going to try to wrap up some of her plot plot threads. I think there's something to those lines she said towards the end because it's also like, wh- how did you have a getaway car ready to go? You know, you were... she's Sharon Carter, man. She's yeah. got connections now. She's got an assistant with a car and a stolen art collection and a sweet penthouse pad she's got it all you know except for you know her country and her family (laughs) her the main things that she probably wants yeah Yeah. it's it's so what do you think will happen once she gets her pardon because i i believe that sam could probably get her pardon for helping them like this oh i'm sure what happens man i don't how do you go back from the life that you're living yeah, I feel like you'd. I feel like with the re- the criminal reputation that you've built, you'd have to be. You'd have to keep your eye over your shoulder at all times. Sleep with one eye open. You know, I, I don't know if she could get back to her civilian life, so to speak. I could. I could see her doing something with Nick Fury, though. I think there's something to that. Yeah, I really do. Just because obviously he's shown that he can work with someone like like uh, Black Widow, who has a shady past and yeah, criminal activity and whatnot. Um, I, I do think that there's some ties there. Plus, obviously, you have S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and, and all of that. So um, I, I could see her showing up in, in uh, Secret Invasion. 
I hope that you're right. I, I'm pushing for that. I think that that would be the the best way to to uh, keep her character going. Yes. Know? Yes. So, um, and then I get. I mean, we we brought her up. Uh, we brought Ao up. Um, any any theories as far as where that's going? How many how many appearances we get? Is that a yeah? So so Bucky Bucky sees this little you know Wakandan device in the ground, and he you know follows him like breadcrumbs to this alley, and then he turns around. And he turns back and Ao's there, you know, those were her breadcrumbs. That was his trail to follow. He she wants a meeting with him and her line is I'm here for Zemo. And that's all we get. So what do you, what do you think? Is it, is she going to be a major player or cause I, I, I kind of doubt it just because I don't know. I, I maybe I haven't given this enough thought, but I, I think that I, I, first of all, I'm, 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 thrilled that there's going to be a Wakandan character in the oh, show. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that coming. I was very surprised. Um, but how is she going to, how is she going to play into everything? Do you think that she's going to let Sam and Bucky, you know, use Zemo and then take him? Or do you think she's, you know, is her mission just get Zemo, recover him, take him to Wakanda, have him face justice, you know, disregard Sam and Bucky's allegiance with them. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I see it going one of two ways. Either it's the simple route of, hey, we need this guy. Um, you can help us if you want. And then when we're, we've got what we got, you, he's all yours. We don't, I can't imagine that they want to end with just letting him go. I'm sure they want to put him back in prison somehow. So striking a deal with AO and the Wakandans to sort of, hey, we need him. We could also use your help too. And, yeah. and, and and then once we've got what we, what we need to get done, done, do what you need to do with him. Or they try to strike that deal and she's like, nah, dude, this is what, well, this is what's going to happen. And she becomes this part, uh, this plot point of another thing they've got to sort of circumvent until they can finish what they need to finish with them. And maybe, 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 because yeah. they really only need him to get to the, the power broker, right? Or the source of, right. of serum. Right. That's it. So I can't imagine that they, they really want to do much else with him afterwards. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe that's what episode four is, is, is. Unless of course they're going to need, unless Bucky's going to need his help in hiding him after all that footage gets leaked to him being the winter soldier. I don't know. I just don't see Zemo becoming any shred of an ally with them at all. Yeah. I don't know. He, well, he definitely he definitely throws a wrench in this team that they're building with with the new new and improved Sharon Carter and you know Falcon Winter Soldier and now Ao. You know he is definitely the odd one out. He is definitely the the villain of the of this so called you know team if they are building a team. Right, and they're they're all at odds with him. You know, I mean, I, I can't imagine Bucky is just going to forgive him for framing him for this bombing. And obviously, right. Ao mad that T'Chaka was murdered because of him. Sharon's mad because she's on the run because of him. And I, I just don't imagine that that Zemo is going to all of a sudden be pals with with Bucky at, at, at any form. So, yeah. So do you think do you think that if Ao wants Zemo? And Bucky isn't willing to give him up right away. Do you think that's going to break his allegiance with Wakanda? Because I, I, I kind of like his white wolf persona within Wakanda. I, you know, I was really holding out that that would be his peaceful end is living out his days in Wakanda. And I think this might screw that up if, if uh, him and AO are at odds. 
I could see that happening. Um, I mean, I don't imagine they'll take his arm back or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's true. That is a Wakandan arm, isn't it? That's right. <laughs> I don't imagine that's the, the, the way they're going to go about it. But um, I do think that it's going to be a situation where, hey, we need him. And, and the Wakandans don't really agree with that. They want to go about it getting, they want to go about getting Zemo back so that they can enact their own punishment. And yeah. that's, and while, the three of them, Bucky, Sam, and, and Zemo, are off operating their main mission. Wakandans are going to interfere somehow, and that's going to, probably going to be our main plot point for episode four. Yeah. Well, I, I just looked it up on IMDb, which is my move, I guess, to your Googling. I, I look up stuff on IMDb. Uh, the actress who plays Ao is credited for one episode, but since she was such a surprise character at the end of episode three, I'm wondering if they're just going to edit that information when she comes back into episode four five or six, you know, I can see that happening, which gives me hope for Isaiah Bradley. Mm, don't get my hopes up too bad. <laughs> yeah. I love him so much. I, I, I really hope that he does come back into it. And even, even uh, them just talking about him, you know, makes yeah. him, you know, such a, a huge part of the show without him even needing to be in it himself. Yeah. I don't think that that's the last we'll see of him in general. It might be mm-hmm. the last we'll see of him in this show, but I, I, I do think there's something to him and uh, and who was credited as Eli Bradley, and and then yeah. eventually bringing the Patriot into the into the fold. So right, um, that'd be cool. I'm here for it. I would be as well. Yeah. Um. Anything else? Oh, I have to. I have to mention my favorite line in the entire episode. What do you got? You're not going to move your seat, are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was so good. That was so good. Because that, that was one of my favorite callbacks. That was a, callbacks, a very good, memorable comedy moment from Civil War. <laughs> and to see it revisited in this show is, is golden. Yes. Yeah. That was perfect. I, I loved it. I instantly got it. Of course, I've watched mm-hmm. Civil War pretty recently. So, I mean, it was fresh in my mind. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, that was. Why bad. does Sam always get in the back seat, man? He's got to secure that shotgun faster. <laughs> well, no, because it, it's reverse. Because in Civil War, it was Sam. Bucky said, "Will you move your seat up?" Oh, was and it? Said, yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the same way. Oh, no, no, nope. no, you're right. That's nope. right. Oh nope. man, I didn't even catch. I didn't even catch the full gravity of that. <laughs> Total payback. <laughs> A little revenge. That's so funny. <laughs> that was just so well done. Sam six pounds. Man, I did I didn't catch that the roles were reversed. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it was perfect. Sam sits down, realizes he doesn't have room, and then also at that point realizes he's not getting more room. It was so mm-hmm. well done. I love it. No. Nope. <laughs> so good. Well, the only other line of dialogue that I want to talk about, and I'll be paraphrasing because I didn't write it out, but um, they're talking, okay, so they're on Zemo's plane towards the end of the episode, and Sam and Bucky are talking about the shield. And Sam's thinking, you know, maybe I should have, you know, I shouldn't have given it to to the museum. I made a mistake. Maybe I should have destroyed it. And then Bucky says something along the lines of, well, before you destroy it, I, I would rather have it myself, you know? take it from john walker myself so the, yeah that um obviously the, the shield means a lot to bucky yeah um and i i i don't think it's we've seen in the trailers where sam has the shield and he's throwing it around and he's getting used to using it mm-hmm. so we know they get possession of the shield back 
Yeah. Um, I, I'm really curious as to how that happens, but I, I don't think Bucky ends up with it simply because I think Sam is going to ultimately acknowledge that he's, he should have accepted it and he's going to, he's going to end up with it in the show. Do you, you think he'll be a, a reluctant Captain America towards the end of the show? I think so. I, I think I think that it will be one of those things where the, he's not as reluctant. He takes it on and he recognizes the gravity of it and why he should have kept it. Um, I don't. I would be interested to see how he would have destroyed a vibranium shield. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because I don't know how he could have done that, but um, I do think Sam ends up with it. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit of a, maybe a, a power struggle between the two of them to see who gets to keep it. Hmm. Well, I, I've always thought that the S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and Captain America and, you know, the good old USA, uh, I thought all of that meant more to Bucky than Sam. Yeah. I, think that, I think that Steve as a character, you know, all the heart, you know, all of that meant more to Sam. So really, Sam and Bucky make up, you know, the two halves of of Captain yeah. America in a in a strange way. Do you 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 said it a little while, like a couple episodes ago, maybe it was that there may be two shields. Yeah, what are the odds that they both get one. <laughs> that would be interesting. Um, I, I was also that, while but... while you were talking about about you know destroying the shield or whatever breaking the shield, I, I I thought of the broken shield at the end of Avengers Endgame, and I had to follow the shield back a little bit mentally. It's like, wait, where did they get the shield? And I remembered they, of course, they got it, you know, from you know Cap in a different timeline, and that's that's the shield I guess that they're using. But yeah, what if what if there is what if there is a second shield out there? I don't think that's the same one. The, from a different timeline, I think, because if you look at it, it looks different. There's the there's the little notches. Yeah, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I notice that every time, and I don't remember it being in the original. But I do, I also don't know if it's my mind playing tricks on me. So it's not okay. Yeah. So it has been recreated. I think from so. from the the broken one at the end of Endgame. And we know there's tons of vibranium now because of of Wakanda. Right. Hmm. I hadn't thought of that. So, okay. So then, am I just making? A, am I just head cannoning the the shield from a different timeline? Then did he take other Cap's shield when he when he beat? Ah, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm following too many plot threads here. Yeah, that's what that's what messes me up with time because <laughs> it's so hard to follow. I, I love it so much, but it is very hard to to keep track of everything. But old man Cap. They've confirmed he lived in this timeline. He didn't have to mm-hmm. jump timelines. He he lived in this timeline. So it's like, how does he have the shield if a shield was just destroyed? That had to have been recreated. Yeah. Had to have been. Because think about it. it. Cap goes back to live with Peggy. Yeah. He's still in the ice. Right. With the shield. So it's like, you didn't go and just grab the shield and then leave yourself in the ice, did you? Because then you have to also remember he has to get thawed so that he can live that life so that he can go back in time. You know what I mean? And so it's... I think, I, I feel like we've discovered a plot hole, uh, <laughs> but maybe I'll do some Googling and I'll, I'll figure out 
uh, how how the shield even exists, and and maybe we'll talk about it next week because I, I don't have an answer. Yeah, I think it was recreated. I think I think that's the simple. But yeah, do you do yeah. research? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's that's what we're here for, right? It's speculating yeah. and talking about, you know, asking the questions that can't be answered. <laughs> <laughs> I you you did you mentioned it too uh, about how Bucky is this kind of all American sort of he's a soldier you know yeah and i guess i had sort of forgotten that i always kind of associate bucky now with with hydra bucky but even mm -hmm. sharon carter in this episode said you're you're mr america captain america's buddy and so mm -hmm. uh, i mean and we obviously know the shield means a lot to him yeah um, she was saying it you know kind of mockingly but she's right i mean she that, that is true about bucky's character you know so maybe maybe he does end up with the shield maybe Maybe that's what. Maybe that's how we end the, the, this this show. And Bucky has the. He's got his arm, and he's got the shield, and nobody. Can yeah, and he's he's got his whole ragtag group of new Howling Commandos, Zemo and Ao. <laughs> how crazy would that be? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, uh, that's yeah. That covers all my notes. You got anything else? I think that's it. Yeah. So what an episode. Um, that, I think that was this was our longest one yet. So there was a lot to talk about. There was a there was a shit ton to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, thanks to everybody that listened. Uh, we really appreciate that. We've we've had a fair amount of numbers on the, on these episodes so far. So. Good deal. Good deal. I've uh, I've I've sent it to some friends. I've gotten some positive feedback. Well, we love all of you that listen. We really appreciate. Yes. It appreciate Thank you so much. And support. So, we'll uh, we'll be back next week with episode four. And until then, folks. Yeah. Take care. Catch you later.